0: Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is May the 13th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well and good spirits with high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling pretty well. I'm a little bit sleepy, but I've been very effective today. I got my laundry done. I got some donuts. They were very yummy. I got this like, huge uh, croissant cinnamon roll kind of thing i don't know or maybe the croissant's not the right word i don't know they did something to it it was like uh i can't think of the word um but it was very good it was yummy (laughs) it was huge uh then i also got like a like a raspberry filled thing it was yum it was good uh fried it was fried oh my gosh i was thinking of the c no it wasn't a fried croissant they do sell those but it was a fried cinnamon roll pretty much like i don't know it was awesome (laughs) uh let's see other than that there's not too much to report on the food we've just been chilling so we can go and get into some news get right to it from the bbc Imran khan leaves court after being granted bail so this is an update on Imran khan uh he last we left it he had been arrested and um you Know people were protesting in the streets, a uh, lot of activity going on in you know in protest to y- him being locked up. Uh, what he was saying unfairly, what his people were saying were unfairly. And it seems like the Supreme Court, uh, Pakistan Supreme, uh, Pakistan Supreme Court has said, Yeah, we agree, this is not okay, this wasn't allowed. Uh, I think they especially said that like how he was arrested wasn't right, like he was in the process of being charged for something and his due process was interrupted for that. So like that that wasn't okay. Uh that being said, like the process seemed you take like an extra couple of days or so to get him out uh to get like the right kind of bail things like that. And not to mention the charges though still stand. So he's still going to have to like come back in court and face those among other charges that he's uh, up against. So outside of that, I mean there's been also a lot of arrests too outside of, I think there's been noted 10 deaths and about 2,000 arrests. I believe um, a military official's house was like besieged by people. So people are definitely out. They are definitely um, in favor of Khan. There's a lot of people, you know, on his side over this. So, you know, we'll see how things unfold. If the charges don't go his way, then, um, you know, I think he could be facing like you know actual prison time obviously they had him in jail for some shit but uh potentially I think probably the biggest thing for him he just won't be able to run again for prime minister and I think that's something that is seemingly very important to him um but um I mean yeah things are definitely in like this almost like this three-way free-for-all between Khan and the government and then the military so you know just wanted to give a good update there just so everybody knows what's going on in pakistan a little bit uh, let's see here um from the guardian rail strikes trains halted as passengers face weekend of disruption rail services have uh, been brought to a standstill across much of the great britain after train drivers on friday began the first of the latest wave of planned strikes and a long-running pay dispute um, now the, there are two big like strike labor unions crews there is the Azlef, um and they started their 24-hour strike which i believe um yeah so that was like friday but then there is also the rmt and they were starting their strike on saturday and now the timing of this is really big. Now, granted, um, the union has said, hey, we didn't plan this. It's just how it kind of shook out because this was the latest. Uh, this is the soonest that we could do a strike um, given the, you know, the parameters of things. It's like since they last asked for a pay raise and it was denied. So um, this is a big deal this weekend because apparently there's Eurovision uh it's been something that's it's an annual thing it's almost the best way i can describe it it's like um america's got talent or something or like american idol is probably a better descriptor but it's like way bigger uh because it's an international thing so people all across the world are are coming and it's it's very you know country specific so everyone's rooting for their own you know groups and stuff to like do well so i i get the um the the value here now ukraine had one last year but obviously for reasons you know for the war and everything going on they couldn't have it there safely so britain often to host it i believe it's in liverpool so this is obviously a lot of people coming to britain you know for the festivities they need to use the trains to get where they need to go so having disruptions like this are really big really major Now, that being said, I feel like the the union shouldn't have to say all this shit. At the end of the day, like, they should be getting paid what they're worth. Like, this goes to show how important these people are. And I believe that when they finally got to sit down with people, um, they were only offered no more than, like, 4%. And they're like, no, we're not accepting that. We want more. Now, I don't know exactly what's the number they're looking for. But, I mean, 4% over four years is not enough. And I, you know, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, it's, it's one of those things, too, where it seems like the, the higher-ups of people that be, they just want to make sure that, you know, shareholders, you know, the, the people who are investing, they get their monies. Um, you know, the, the top people of the company get theirs. But at the end of the day, the people who are actually working the rails aren't getting what they need to live. And, you know, we've said it before where it's like the situation going on in Britain. It's it's very heightened. I mean, it's, it's like that everywhere with inflation, everything going on, all the fucking world issues. Shit's not easy. It's not a fucking cakewalk out here. So I think these motherfuckers should be ponying it up more money. And I don't care if people can't, you know, see their their hot new Euro sensation. Like, nah, it's like motherfuckers should be getting paid, right? So, um, yeah, we, we definitely support the strike for sure, for sure. Um, and hopefully we see some good positive movement. And that being said, obviously I hope people get to see the you know the Urban Show. Like I only hear little clips and stuff when I'm listening on the BBC. But I mean, it seems like those guys are going hard, guys and gals, everybody, you know. So so hell yeah. Um, moving along here from CBS News, body of missing CEO found over a year after he texted 911 and vanished. The body of a sober living advocate and chief executive officer was found in California more than a year after he went missing, uh, said the police on Monday. Bo Mann, 39 years old, was the founder and CEO of Sober Grid, a digital health company that provides mental health addiction care in the United States and internationally with services including peer recovery counseling and social networking. Mann founded the company in 2015. Uh, his remains were found in Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, let's see. And it was identified as Mann's body uh, May 6th. Um, let's see. It seems like December 21st, oh, sorry, December of 2021, Mann was reported missing... Um, to the Los Angeles Police Department. He had last been seen November 30th of that year. Um, And that is, like, after he had left a store, he had texted 911 and wasn't heard from again. So not sure exactly what was the cause of death, you know, reasons for his disappearance. I believe the coroner is currently working on that, like, you know, trying to figure that out. So... You know, hopefully I can, you know, find some updates there. Um, not to be, like, too morbidly curious or anything like that. But it seems like, you know, this person had a really big impact and had a really great goal in mind. So, you know, obviously it's sad just to kind of see his life cut short. And I'm sure people are looking for answers and would like answers, like family, friends, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'll read a quote here before we move to the next thing. Uh, we want to thank all those. Uh, we want to thank all of those people. All those who helped us search for him and who prayed for Bo's safe return over the past year and a half. Bo is a beautiful soul who spent the better part of his life helping others. We miss his infectious smile and positive attitude every day. We know his spirit will live on through his company and passion. Uh, sober grid as it continues to help those struggling with the grip of addiction. The family said in a statement provided to CBS Los Angeles. Um, let's see here. Now we got one more thing to go. Now we're just kind of zipping along here today. Felt like being efficient. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll get a nap in after this. Who knows? Also, sorry if you're hearing any jamming. In the background, my neighbors are are having a good Saturday, and I don't blame them for that. This is a nice, good time of day to be doing that. I have no beef. <laughs> um, I got this from the AFP. Biggest ever Colombian narco ship, narco ship, I'm sorry, sub, intercepted. I will say, though, it does kind of look like a ship. I, I typically, when I see a submarine, I'm thinking like an old school kind of World War II situation. <coughs> but... The speedboats now are more or less um, ones that, like, stay, like, more or less on the surface of the water. They're, like, I guess more or less submerged or partially submerged. I don't fucking know. But they almost look like super long speedboats, at least the one I'm looking at here. It's in the thumbnail. Uh, But the largest Colombian narco sub ever recorded some 30 meters or 100 feet. Long and three meters wide has been decommissioned in the Pacific with three tons of cocaine found on board. The country's Navy uh, (laughs) reported on Friday. Um, Yeah, the semi-submersible vessel, so it's not a complete sub, um, was intercepted Tuesday on its way to Central America. One of the most common routes for drug smuggling in the United States, the world's largest consumer of Colombian cocaine, I believe that we do like our coke. Um, Let's see. Uh, They do have. They don't have the names of the people, but one person was forty-five, the other was fifty-four, and the other was sixty-three. They claim that they were being forced by drug trafficking or by drug trafficking organization to take the sub to Central America. Um, I'm sure, though, that authorities are not buying that and are probably going to, you know, peg these guys for the fullest end of the law. Um, Let's see. They say this is a really huge blow, which I think that's a poor use of the term blow. Um, But the seizure represented a blow of some $103 million to the drug trade, said the Navy. And I don't know. To that I say womp womp because when you're talking about dollars, um, and drugs and stuff like that, like, who does that really affect? Like, this is drug money. Like, I know people go, oh, crime. Oh, like you're keeping this drugs off the street. No, the fuck you're not. You're not. Like, I can tell you that one thing that is inevitable, people will get their fix. That is the fucking truth. If you go full hog and actually stop one drug from getting distributed, people will find another drug to distribute. That's just how this goes. And usually it'll probably be a worse drug. Um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's weird to me that they, they always do the thing where they hype up these things, like, look at this biggest mouth, oh my gosh, like, as if that shows efficiency, as if that shows that they're doing fucking something. Like, nah, man, you just stop some coke from getting to America, it's like, whoop-de-fucking-do. Uh, that being said, it is a cool boat, so I wanted to kind of just talk about that, and I do like talking about drugs, so, here we are. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, this was the highest figure since the monitoring began 21 years earlier and went hand in hand with the rise of cocaine uh, production. Uh, blah blah, blah. they're just talking about the, the life of cocaine here a little bit. Um, from plant to powder, from plant to yowda. <laughs> um, that's all I got for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to support the podcast, there is a way you can. Oh, there's plenty of ways actually we can get into that um, but financially I do have a patreon patreon.com the news uh, I do bonus episodes every week also you get a hot link to the discord but the discord is free you just gotta you know just get the link sign in whatever do your thing you're there whoo wave um also I have a uh, newsy shout outs that I do every month. And I say your name, and then I also plug whatever project you're on, things you're doing, you know, a little exchange there. Um, And I also have a Gmail account for the free way to hit me up, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And then also I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, all that fun stuff um so yeah freeways hit me up though and and you know also support just commenting uh sharing my stuff things like that that's always cool it's always a dope thing to do really appreciate that if you'd like um but then also sending me news i love news like one it's just fun to talk about i might not always talk about it on the podcast but i love just exchanging the information of news i love that kind of small talk um but yeah that's definitely one way to support the pod for sure for sure Um, so thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye. Mwah.